Today in Science from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Today in Science from Wired. How iodine pills can and can't help against radiation. East European governments are starting to distribute the tablets as a precaution, but there are limits to the protection they offer and who might need them. By Emily Mullen. As unease about Russia's nuclear saber-rattling grows, along with concerns about the safety of Ukraine's Zaporizhia nuclear power plant, Officials in Kyiv are distributing iodine pills to help protect residents against potential radiation exposure. In neighboring Poland, the government is also making free iodine tablets available. Likewise in Finland, pharmacies are running out of the pills after the country's health minister advised households to buy them in case of an emergency. Such measures are precautionary, but they can also put people on edge. Google searches for potassium iodide, a naturally occurring type of iodine that can counteract some effects of radiation, spiked at the end of February, shortly after the Russian invasion of Ukraine, and are trending upward again. The war has also sparked panic buying of the pills in several European countries, including Belgium, France, Bulgaria, and the Czech Republic, although intelligence experts have been at pains to point out, despite U.S. President Joe Biden's alarmist remarks, that there are no signs that Russia is planning to use nuclear weapons. Likewise, though the situation at Zaporizhia is precarious following two recent power outages as of October 14th, backup power has been restored. Just because you can go online and stock up on iodine tablets doesn't mean you should. And in countries where they are being distributed as a precaution, it's also important to understand what the pills can and cannot do. First, the pills, which contain potassium iodide, aren't an antidote for all forms of radiation exposure. Also, they're only able to protect the thyroid, the small butterfly-shaped gland that sits at the base of the neck. Nuclear weapons and power plants rely on a process called fission, or the splitting of atoms into fragments to generate a large amount of energy. During a nuclear strike or plant meltdown, one of the radioactive substances that's released is iodine-131, a dark purple gas that can be absorbed through the skin or inhaled. Once it enters the body, it's absorbed by the thyroid. This gland is good at soaking up iodine because natural iodine is needed to produce essential hormones, but exposure to the radioactive version damages the delicate organ and raises the risk of thyroid cancer. Children are the most at risk. Following the nuclear accident at the Chernobyl power plant in 1986, there was a marked increase in thyroid cancer cases in children and adolescents in the years following the disaster. 
A study 35 years later found that radiation-related gene mutations did not, however, get passed to the future children of those who had been exposed. The risk is much lower in people 40 and older, and the World Health Organization and U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention generally don't recommend potassium iodide for that age group unless the projected radiation dose is very high. Iodine pills block the thyroid from absorbing radioactive iodine by filling it with the regular kind. The gland can also absorb so much at once that it can't tell the difference between the two types. The human thyroid has a finite capacity for iodine. If you overload it with iodine from other sources, it'll basically be full, says Edward Geist, a policy researcher on nuclear energy and warfare at the Rand Corporation, a Washington, D.C.-based think tank. That means when you encounter this radioactive iodine, you're much less likely to absorb it in your thyroid, and you get a much lower dose from having this iodine in you. While the pills can be very effective at preventing thyroid damage, they don't protect any other part of the body, and they're not effective against other radiation hazards, including electromagnetic rays and fallout particles that penetrate the body. It's not a silver bullet, Geist says. If you're downwind of a surface burst of a nuclear weapon, the pills are only going to make you marginally safer than you otherwise would be. Geist says potassium iodide pills are more likely to be helpful in the event of a nuclear power plant accident, when far less radiation is released, especially in the first weeks afterward, when the main hazard is radioactive iodine. Potassium iodide generally comes in doses of 130 milligrams each. The World Health Organization recommends one tablet for adults and children 12 and older, a half tablet for those aged 3 to 12, a quarter for babies and toddlers, and one-eighth for newborns. The tablets also shouldn't be overused or used too early. Health officials say they should not be taken until instructed by authorities because the effectiveness of potassium iodide depends on the time frame in which the pills are taken, how much radioactive iodine gets into the body, and how quickly the body absorbs it. One dose typically provides protection for about 24 hours. To be most effective, the pills must be taken within 24 hours before or 4 hours after radiation exposure. It's a fairly narrow time window, says Pat Zanzanico, a medical physicist at Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center in New York. Zanzanico says potassium iodide is very safe to ingest over a period of several days, but excessive amounts over a prolonged period of time can adversely affect the function of the thyroid. And because the thyroid can only hold so much iodine at once, there's no benefit to taking a larger dose than recommended. Outside of Eastern Europe, Zanzonico says people probably won't need potassium iodide pills in the highly unlikely event of a Russian nuclear attack in Ukraine, or if there is a disaster at Zaporizhia. In the U.S., Zanzonico says the risk is incredibly low, and even in Western Europe, people should remain calm. Even there, there's likely little realistic possibility of significant amounts of radioactive material being deposited. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more science news at wired.com science. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.